Let's go talk to Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess line, how you doing, Anthony? I am doing wonderful. Uh, uh, for having me back. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, we talked on Friday to what transpired this weekend to sitting here today. I saw your coverage of Harbaugh's presser. Uh, what do you take from the last four days? What I take is that there is no coach in America that operates better under the weird and the awkward that Jim Harbaugh does, and that with or without him, this team is the embodiment of him. So even with it, without him on the field Saturday, it was almost like, I mean, given the way they played, and they, I mean, they almost played like a service academy. It almost felt like a he was still there in a lot of ways. So, yeah, it's it's been a crazy few days. Um, you know, for now, unless there's more of this, you know, drip, 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 or, or evidence this week that comes out, you know, with new information on Michigan, um, it seems like it could be a relatively quiet week until that court uh, hearing on Friday afternoon or Friday, whenever it does take place. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of Michigan fans, that game on Saturday was, you know, you exhale now, right? There were so many things going on. And, again, that's far, you know, winning one football game is not going to make any of this noise go away. But the fact that they got through a game where it felt like in a lot of ways that there were some odds stacked against them and, Detractors would argue by saying, well, now maybe you know how the other opponents felt when you were allegedly stealing signs. But at the end of the day, it just feels like them winning that game under the circumstances that they did was uh, was major for them. You know, it took a lot of pressure off. Not that there was a ton of pressure, but um, it just feels like there's there's more of an ease about the situation they find themselves in right now. Well, that game was the pressure game, the first one of the year, going back to last spring and our conversations or anybody with their friends. You looked at that three-game stretch. We thought Maryland would be much improved. They've been up and down. But really, it was about at Penn State and Ohio State at home. And that's where I think the exhale is in part because of Harbaugh not being there, that they were still able to win. Yeah, and – I said this over the weekend, you know, we can do the mental math and and all the the gymnastics it takes to figure out how much of a competitive advantage, what they're accused of doing is, but Michigan's a good football. Michigan's a great football team because it has great players and the best, uh, you know, assistant coaching or the the best coaching staff that they've had under Jim Harbaugh. And, you know, a lot of that other stuff is going to get sorted out down the line. You know, who knew what, who is culpable for what? Again, I still maintain I don't think any of this is going to lead to vacated wins or postseason bans. I think a lot of that is is um, poppycock, for that to be the word of the day. I guess um, I just they're 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 good. They look good because they are good. It's not to me. It's not that complicated. And this is what I found really interesting about that game too. You know, you end that game with 31 straight running plays. Well, here you go. We're running the football. We're running the football uh, there. You have the advantage of knowing what's coming at you. And Michigan ran for 230 yards against the best run defense in the country coming into that game. So to me, it's, um, you know, I think it's one of the, maybe one of the, again, and no one's going to sit here and feel sorry for Michigan and no one's going to sit here and, and give them much respect for it. In fact, the, the goalposts will move and people will say, oh, well, 
Penn State was clearly overrated anyway, so it doesn't matter. The fact that you went into that building, in that atmosphere, under those circumstances, for the second year in a row against them, completely demolished their run defense. Um, That's one of the bigger middle finger wins I can remember in recent history. You lube your goalpost too early, nothing works out with premature expectations. Uh, Anthony Broom is with us from the Wolverine.com. And, you know, Anthony, I agree with you with the exhale. And I think also, like, even, I know it's crazy, the Lions winning on Sunday. And I got everybody fired up on Twitter when they were playing well early. I said, they're doing this for hardball. People just like started attacking me. But just the emotional roller coaster ride. And here we are in the media, you with the Wolverine.com, me here with Superfly on the Huge Show across Michigan. Gosh, I, we're almost to Thanksgiving, and I go back to the start of the season connected to Mel Tucker and Harbaugh. Don't forget, he was suspended the first three games. People, yeah. you know, don't talk about that. He's been suspended, you know, four games so far this year. Uh, it's been the craziest on and off the field uh, seasons, plural, if I can use that, between Michigan State and Michigan uh, that I've ever seen in my 20-plus years with the huge show across Michigan and even my 32 years all across the country doing uh, my daily show. Uh, what do you think is going to happen Friday in that hearing? What, what's your gut from what you know, the Big Ten, and their 13 pages, what they said they have, what Michigan has shown that they have, and their reasoning, what do you think happens in that hearing on Friday? It's really tough to say because there's so much, you know, there's so much minutia and legal jargon and, and, all this positioning from each side that seems like the big 10 will also, you know, have a chance to, to give their side of it as well. So again, I mean, my read on it, I think with, you know, this, this is the way I see it is that the big 10 sportsmanship policy is so loosely written. And I think the easiest legal defense that you could have for that is that it is so loosely written and it makes you know what the the authority you have to do certain things. Um, uh, it's 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 kind of vague and it's it doesn't exactly spell out what you are authorized to do. But the Big Ten can probably still argue that well, as a member of this league, like you agree to these bylaws, and this is you know we we know that you know your complaint is that all this sourcing has come out through reports and, and leaks and things like that. But the fact of the matter is that these schools have, have, you know, the receipts, so to speak of, you know, the Connor stallions ticket purchases and, you know, that in their case, like in their eyes, the, the they're able to put lay down a punishment because it is such a paper trail of what Connor stallions was doing. And, but the one thing I don't buy as a, like, that's something that probably is, is a bigger issue that comes, comes to a head down the road, but you know, I think that really when you break it all down, it's the fact that you say that it's not a penalty imposed directly on Jim Harbaugh, but you're removing him from the equation because someone from the university has to be accountable. I think that if a, if the big, a big fine was on the table at first, I don't think, I mean, I don't want to say Michigan would have rolled over. It's still, once it's due process and it wants its day to kind of, um, you know, be able to defend itself, but to come out guns blazing like that, I think is, it's going to make things pretty, pretty hot moving forward. And, and I don't know, 
I mean, irreparable damage between the Michigan and Big Ten relationship. We'll see about that. I mean, I think there are people that are starting to wonder, like, how tenable that is moving forward. But when it's all said and done, um, again, it's tough to get a gut feel on it. But I, I just have a hard time believing that with how loosely that sportsmanship policy is written and the fact that no matter what they say, it was directly imposed on Jim Harbaugh. They did find out on a federal holiday late in the day while they're on a plane. And I think that, you know, Michigan probably has a good case that that was a a ruling that was made maybe in bad faith. I mean, Harbaugh and the team found out 20 minutes before the Big Ten officially notified them because someone at the Big Ten office or someone with knowledge of the situation did what they've been doing throughout this whole thing and squealed to Pete Thamel. So it's... Uh, I I don't know where it goes, but there I can see the arguments for both sides of it. But I still think that Michigan is is right to want answers here and demand answers here. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine dot com joining us. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Michigan basketball, at least for what it's worth, with the early non conference schedule, better than expected. What do you What do you take from their start? Minus Juwan Howard, who's recovering from the heart procedure. It's been good to see. Uh, shooting has been a, you know, it's going to be a huge question mark for them moving forward. But the fact is that we got to see them a couple times before the season started. They had a secret scrimmage against um, against Marquette, I believe it was, and put up a ton of points and shot the ball well. And you know, at some point, they're going to need to face a little adversity, and maybe that comes as soon as tonight. You know, playing that game at Madison Square Garden against St. John's. But I like the makeup of the team. I think they're. They're longer. They're more athletic than they were last year. I think in a lot of ways, if if Doug McDaniel continues to play the way that he has early on this year, and they can shoot the ball at a respectable clip, again, I don't think that's going to be their calling card. I think it's going to be defense and uh, you know making timely shots. But I don't think they're going to be a team that shoots you know forty percent from three. So, but I think as long as they defend and Doug McDaniel plays the way that he is and Olivier Kamwa continues to play that he has the way he has early on. Um, I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting to believe there might be something there. What, what does something mean? I don't know, but it's not good to me right now. It doesn't look like, okay, you're going 16 and 15 and hoping to win two or three games in the big 10 tournament. I, to me, they look better than that right now. I agree. Uh, pleasantly surprised might be the phrase I would use and it's early and we'll see what happens with the Gavin games and they get Patino and some, uh, better conversation and better competition, uh, too. Uh, you can follow everything connected to Michigan basketball, football, the Harbaugh story with Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, Doug Skeen, John Borton at thewolverine.com. Clayton, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get some news before Friday or we'll find out after that hearing. Well, one thing's for sure. We'll probably hear about it from someone before the official ruling is announced because that's just how these things have gone. Uh, Pete Thamel will. Uh, Pete Thamel, uh, hey, hold on, breaking news. He just announced that Michigan beat Maryland 31-17, and they hit a last-second field goal to beat Ohio State 31-30. There you go. Wow, well, that's impressive. He, he is. He, he's everywhere. He's, he's unbelievable. <laughs> and, uh, his photos with Ryan Day – are absolutely fantastic. I mean, but it's, you know, it's college game day, whatever. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, guys.